Welcome to Toast in the Morning, your number one podcast for all things sports and more. Here are your hosts, Evan and Peter. Enjoy. All right, Toast, it's draft season, man. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, we have T-minus, what, three days? Yeah. Yeah, this probably will be coming out in T-minus two days before the draft. Oh, exactly. Okay. So, so, okay. Well, right now we're recording. It is Monday. Yes. A lot has gone on. Um, I took a nap earlier, and I woke up, and Aaron Rodgers is a Jet now officially. And I, I, I found out because I pulled up my phone, right? And I went on TikTok, and it was like some like goofy ass edit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Is this real?" <laughs> like I thought, honestly, I low key was in that camp of like it's not gonna get done, just because yeah. like it seemed like both teams thought the other team had no leverage, right? And they're like, the Jets were like, "Oh." Here's a pile of pennies for Rodgers and Packers. Like, no, we want four ones, and they couldn't reach like a normal human trade. Like, Ugh, this is not going to happen. I kind of just got that energy from the situation, but yeah. they got done. They did yeah. what a fifteen and thirteen pick swap, two ones, yep. uh, pay, a second round pick, second a one hundred and seven, and then a, a conditional. And a- yeah, the one hundred and seven. That's what I'm saying. Oh, right, right, right. Um, and a a conditional two that could be a one. So conditional yeah. pick. Yes. All right. I mean, if Rodgers plays and plays anything near to his capabilities, it works out for both teams. Right. He wasn't going to play for Packers anyways. They got some picks. Um, 13 for 15 really doesn't even, like, matter. I, I saw, like, on ESPN, like, Todd McShay, who was like, oh, like, that's a big deal because. Who's picking at the 14? Maybe they're trying to jump Patriots. some. Patriots. Oh, and, and they, were they saying, need receivers too. So they, probably... they well, receivers, but they're also saying tight end. They could pick uh, Dalton Kincaid from Utah. Oh, and then also it kind of works out for the the Jets too, because I mean, who? Why wouldn't they be in the business of screwing over the Patriots? I mean, why not? Yeah. So yeah, that's fair. Like, it, it doesn't hurt the Jets at all. Pick swapping them. No, it has no. zero effect on them. No. I mean, what they'll probably pick defense anyways. Defense are lying. Right. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Like. I think in my mock in our mock draft, which we'll you know go over in, in just a second, mm-hmm. you, know, we'll, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they yeah. have all the offensive weapons. Brees Hall hopefully comes back and mm-hmm. is a fraction of what he was. I mean, he's a young guy. Yeah. ACL surgery now is tenfold better than it was even like five years ago. Mm-hmm. Guys are coming back at full ability quicker and better than they ever have. Yeah. And like I said, he's a young guy. I have no doubt that he'll be like a top ten back. When he got hurt, that they lost that identity of that running game, that offense. offense that's what opened up yeah. the, their ability to even throw the ball. It, it was able to like make Zach Wilson more like a game serviceable, manager, very serviceable. Yeah, he wasn't playing great, but it was like, oh, he can win, sort of. And then he went down injured, and then the whole thing. You know, and then spiraled. it also kind of showed me that James Robinson is like not that guy. Yeah, no, he's not that guy. So I guess good thing they picked Etienne. Yeah, who is also. Yeah, oh, he's good. He has like high uh, highs and some low lows, man. He's just like really so lightweight. Like I yeah. feel like he gets bullied a little bit, you know. Rare Urban Meyer W. It was I bet you that wasn't even his call. I yo who knows? I mean, I think that his analysis is probably like he he played with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> I mean, it worked much. out. They're pretty sure they're good friends. But regardless of that point, who good friends? Etienne and Lawrence. Yeah, that, I mean, well, yeah, because they were teammates. Exactly my point, but I'm saying off of that point because yeah. that's not what we're here to talk about. Right. Uh, what's it? 
<coughs> You're blessed. Thank you. Of course. In other big NFL news, hmm. there was five players that are facing suspension now. Yeah. Right. For gambling. Are they all on the lines? Yeah, I think all of them are on the lines. Jameson Williams is one of the guys who yep. got lucky with a six-week yes, suspension. Yes. Um, his, though, was unlike the others because his was gambling on college sports, I believe. Mm-hmm. But I didn't look at the details. I didn't know the details. The reasoning saw. was he placed the bet in the Detroit facility, which is against league rules, which oh, okay. they didn't know. Um, like I get it, and that's one of those things like – I get why the NFL is tough on gambling because it really could it, it could mess up your brand. Right. If you have a rampage of guys gambling on sports, it really you don't want it to run loose. As soon as like the integrity of like the shield is compromised, yeah. you lose a lot of money. For sure. For sure. And they don't need that. You know, like the rigged games, they don't need that narrative to like get out of hand. Mm-hmm. So I get it. The other guys, I think it was three of the guys are facing indefinite suspensions. Yeah, well, two of them got cut. Two of them were cut. I think they were like rural guys, whatever. Because yeah, as Clint soon as you miss a full year, yeah. they're like, we don't yeah. have Clint any. Quintess Cephas was one of them. He was another receiver. He got cut. So so what? Um, indefinite meaning they start with a year, and I think they reevaluate yeah. at the end of the year. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it, the for the guys who are betting on the NFL games and face that indefinite suspension, like, what? Do you, come on, man. You just saw what happened. You're playing it like you really just lost a whole year of that salary and a year of playing that could end your career, right? For a parlay, yeah, yeah. Like I gave Ridley a little bit more of a pass because we didn't realize then. I think the severity of it. Yeah, I feel like true. when he was playing places, but like he knew it wasn't right. Right. But he was like, "What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. Give me a fine or yeah. something." But you know what? He's back and probably in way better of a situation because of it somehow. Like he, he kind of like only because he's a top receiver. I, I think that's also where we're like, why are they doing this? Because he's a a better receiver right now than Jameson Williams and um, all those. You know, Jameson Williams. But at least once again, he's not missing. He's a got whole upside. Year. Obviously, he's going to be back week. Yeah, seven, yeah, right. But like right, I'm saying like right now. Yeah, but because of that suspension, he kind of ended like they they were able to get a bargain in Jacksonville for him because he missed mm-hmm. the whole year. Yeah. And he's in a better situation yeah. with Trevor Lawrence yeah. and a couple of those other and people, guys. You know, people were criticizing Jacksonville at the time because it's like, why are you giving up a second-round pick for someone that will he or will he not be back? Yeah, we realistically haven't seen Ridley play in like two years. Yeah, Because yeah. he took, what, most of that season off with mental health concerns and then gambled. Right, yeah, I forgot he did do that. We haven't seen him play since like the beginning of the 2021 season. Right, yeah, I forgot he, he did step away from the team. I forgot, you're right, yeah. So, I mean, he better be good, man. That's all I got to yeah. say. I mean, he's immediately their number one target right there. And, like, Charles was able to be passable with, you know. Who was the other receiver they brought in that really showed out? Uh, The guy from the uh, – which uh, Christian Kirk. Yeah, he looked like an egregious overpay, but, like, was le- a legit number two now. Yeah, yeah. He was a solid number one for them, which is – I well, never he, thought I would have said he that. He had to be their number one. No, he was number one, but, like, yeah. he was a solid number right. one guy. Right, right, right. And now he's, a, like, a top number two in the league. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, Jacksonville, there's no reason they shouldn't win that division. I mean, it's right there for the taking. Like, it, like they need who's to. The, who's going to win it? Literally the only people you have to be a little careful of is, like, in case the Saints get hot. Well, that's the wrong division. Wrong division. My apologies. Wrong division, Evan. Yeah. But in any any who they should win that division. Yes. Yes. There it is. Trevor Lawrence is like 
fate beat that you know like year one struggle allegations which i hate every time like everyone i was like we were saying here we're like he's gonna be good just relax yeah he's gonna be good just relax they're yeah. like well he lost the-. I'm like, he's a rookie yeah now he's what easily top 10 yeah i still think he's got some work to do still but he's still got growing pains don't yeah. get me wrong but but the talent is growing yes i mean you know it's not too bad to come back in the play uh, in your first playoff game and you know looking decent like hanging on against kansas city and you know they were away. not down and out in that game by any no, no. any stretch of the means against the super bowl champs yes once again credit to the head coach, Doug Peterson, man. He's a good coach. And all the hate to Urban Meyer, who was the reason that team was bad. I mean, I think we all could have, you know. I just, all, I think I just also, really hate Urban Meyer. Like, I hate him at Ohio State because Ohio State. And then, like, I really hate him now because he's just, like, a POS, you know. I mean, he's always been that. But, like, you thought, like, maybe he had the self-awareness to be like, all right, I'm going from college kids to pros. Like, he, he had, like... I give some of those guys for having ego as a college coach because you're kind of like the face of the brand in college, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like Coach O or some of those other guys. Like you're allowed to kind of be the big star or like Sweeney or some of those yeah. other guys. Um, and there's a lot of reports of him kind of like being uh, a little bit of a dick to those guys in college. But like how much of that is true? It's college, whatever. But like you come to the league and you're doing grown men. And, like, you don't take it seriously. You don't – he didn't even know who Aaron Donald was. He doesn't watch film, doesn't know anything, and is – what? He kicked the kicker. Right, 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 yep. And you're just – you're treating grown-ass men like 18-year-olds. Well, I mean, that's why all these head coaches that go from the college and NFL always fail. He's not the only one. We've We've seen this track record before and why – it yeah, just doesn't work. But I feel like a lot of the times that's for schematic reasons. Like, I think this time Urban uh, Meyer was just, he thought he was that guy. And he could just come in and be like like a personality lead figure. And I nobody mean, liked him. Nobody rallied around him. I mean, they all, they're all, it's also, yeah, it's definitely schematic. Like but it's, I feel like Rule failed for schematic reasons. Yeah, no, that. For sure, but like also Chip th- Kelly was his offense just once again schematic. His, uh, but also he had the uh, you know I'm the head honcho. He wanted control all that stuff because like that's fair. They had a, he had that good first season with the uh, the Eagles, and then he pretty much won all the control and stuff like that. And then it all turned it. Yeah. But also at the it's kind of, I give that fifty fifty because also at the same time like he was running that Oregon spread, right? And, well, and it worked work. until it did. It worked until like they watched film yeah. and then he there was zero adjustments to the yeah. offense and they yeah. just got steamrolled. Uh, Bobby Petrino too. There was the the infamous where he's wearing the neck brace mm. and uh, I th- but I think that was in college. I forgot it was in college or whatever. But he Greg also Shiano. went. Me- well, Rutgers right, Bayer. right. Yes, I forgot. I he mean, was- they were a top ten team in the nation and he left Rutgers to go to Tampa and they were god awful. Yes. Also, to be fair to Shiano. Um, this is by no means coping. That Tampa team was like beyond abysmal. Yeah, like that might have been one of the most talentless rosters I've seen in my lifetime. Yeah, like a decent first year, and then yeah, it just. But once again, he's also a very defensive-minded coach, yes. and I feel like that's kind of. I mean, how many dominant defensive head coaches really are there? Besides Bill? Belichick, another is Tom. I was about to say Tom. I mean. 
but even like, you know, I, I'm not that high on Tomlin. Belichick's kind of losing that step. Like, who is the bright young? Um, like who? Nobody. I mean, what's his name? Uh, Bowles, I guess. But you can't even say he's. But really he's not that good of a head coach. He, he don't and also, he's like in his mid fifties. Kind of like what we saw from his track record is like he's a genius defensive mind. Hundred percent. But like we've said, same with offensive corner goes. You just don't know if you're a good head coach. Exactly. Look at Brian Flores. He's, he probably do. He'll probably do some good things in, in Minnesota. Head coach. He's a little bit out of his depth. Kind of mm-hmm. has that Belichick in him. And then once again, not to toot our own horn. Oh, well, I. I'll get back to your point, actually, in a second. But, like, Dave Bull, too, you kind of see, like, he's handing off some of yeah. the play calling responsibilities. And he's got good coordinators around him, and the players like yeah. him. You see locker room videos. The yeah. players like him. Yeah. He's, you know, the guy guys like his post-game speeches, and he's unifying. Yeah. And back to Miami, though, Enough. I think the jury's still out on Mike McDaniel. I still think it's still out for sure. Obviously, I'm – I'm trying to be. I'm a lot more reserved compared to other people. Mm-hmm. It's I, like his play calling is very creative, and you no, know, very it it works with the players, and he's able to put them in positions to succeed. Yeah. But also at times it's like I don't know. He doesn't know when not to be a goofball. I mean, that's the kind of I got. I got a little frustrated with the goofball stuff. Although that was that was me being frustrated. It's like all right, we're on a seven game losing yeah, yeah, streak, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. I, I put a little bit of a dan there. I put a little bit of a dan, just getting like frustrated and getting like mad at pretty much like anything that yes. happens. Uh, so I'll try to be better than that. There's no guarantees, but uh, another defensive. But you weren't uh, calling for him to be fired. You said no. he's on the hot seat. Is the difference? I did not say he was on the hot seat. I didn't say on the hot seat. Into I, next year, you said if they don't make the playoffs, like be careful. I mean, sure, sure. Sure. No. No. I'm. Not, I'm not letting you uh, get down with that. No. Okay. Okay. No. But another uh, back to the defensive corner, Brandon Staley from the Chargers. His stock has gone down as well, and he might. He's on. And he's on the hot seat. And McDonald. Well, there's also McDermott too from the Buffalo Bills, but he's also on the hot seat a little bit too. So mm. that was my hot take from the end of last season. I said I, they have I, to I move was, off of him. I was. I was back in that too. I, I'm on the. You know, hot seat. All the top teams need legit offensive-minded head coaches, and yeah. that was going off our last point, where it is still a hot take because they are a top contender, right? Yes. It's kind of like, uh, what's his name with Toronto those years? And they lost the you know LeBron every single year in Toronto. Oh, uh, Dwayne Casey. Thank you, Dwayne Casey. Where Dwayne Casey, great coach, but kind of like the Bills who can't get past you know the Chiefs and the Bengals. At a certain point, if you're not getting over the hump, you can't settle for being good. Yeah. You can't settle yeah. for, like, the, you know, making it deep in the playoffs and not getting to yeah. at least the finals should, you know, that shouldn't sit right. Like, you should yeah. be shooting to win. And who's easier, who's easier to get rid of? Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, or the head coach? I mean, they'd be disgustingly... They, everyone would be fired immediately if they got rid of Josh Allen, pretty much. I mean, point. yeah, but, like, who's easier to get rid of? Easily the coach. Yeah, exactly. I mean, a lot of the concerns is like their their team got better, but worse. Like they had the same team and did less, and their defense is extremely lackluster. They, they lost. They lost some pieces. There was a lot of guys they could have traded for, and it didn't get done. Like 
they should have been able to get a hold yeah. of CMC. Um, there's guys available now. If they don't add another offensive weapon and bolster that defense, and they lose in the second round of the playoffs, I think they're gonna. There's gonna be some changes. In I think so too. I'm 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 on that train. I've I'm on that. Tra- I've been on that train, but I, I yeah. want to reaffirm mm. my point. I think that. last season that was a little bit of a hot take, but I think this season that's a legitimate thing that's being discussed in Buffalo. I mean, I do think you can kind of see the frustration, especially with like the whole Stephon Diggs and how he kind of like got frustrated in the sidelines and stuff like that. So, I I think this is I think this is their last shot. I think this is their last. This is like their last true shot with this coaching staff. And maybe you know if they make a change and they're like, all right, we'll mix it up. Maybe that includes Stephon Diggs. Mm. You know, there. I mean, there are rumors that he's a little upset over there, but I think that was just kind of taken out of proportion. But what Stephon Diggs being upset in Buffalo? But I think it's just more of a frustration of losing, not with like Josh Allen per se. I mean, sure. Josh Allen also had kind of like he was very Brett Favre in the sense in the back half of that year where he, he was slinging yeah. the ball, but he was turning the ball over a lot. Couple fumbles, yeah. Yes. Throwing a couple picks. They, they were very Josh Allen reliant. They had no running game, and it was just Stephon Diggs. Yeah, exactly. In the sense where, like, Josh, they were yeah. put the ball in Josh Allen's hands. Yeah. Like, look, put the ball in the end zone. So he was kind of, I guess, in a sense, also forced for that reason to do yeah. some crazy things. Because if he didn't punch it in, yeah, that's it. Toast. No one's making plays yeah, other than him toast. and Stephon Diggs. Yeah, but I want to hit. One point in the MLB, and then would you mind jumping into a mock draft with me? Let's do it. <sighs> Max Scherzer is a cheater, Evan. I don't think he is. He's going to face that. Is it confirmed yet? 10-day suspension coming it, up? It's, yeah. He used the sticky stuff, man. Yeah, I think. I thought Garrett Cole was the big bad cheater, right? Well, he is the big bad cheater. Uh, I don't see a suspension on his resume. Yeah, because he's a Yankee. Did Domingo Yerman get uh, suspended? No, because like, they were like, we don't want to get suspended, and the ups were like, I fine. Hey, the, the conspiracy. Scherzer should know better. He should be a leader. There is a conspiracy. I, I have a conspiracy. The MLB are they're they're after the Mets, man. Why? The MLB are you're after like the, the Mets. fourth biggest market. The MLB are after the Mets because you know why. Here's why. For one, Max Scherzer. You know, last year there was, Jerry there, there was this thing, and I'm Keith Hernandez. <laughs> so, for one, there was this thing called a lockout last year. And who was the head of the MLBPA? Max Scherzer. Mm. And obviously, those that was a, a frustrating time for all. Bro's been on Twitter way too much. I mean, it's pretty easily accessible. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. Obviously, Scherzer, not an easy guy to deal with. And he's had some run-ins with umps before. So I think that's one uh. reason. And second, the Mets made the MLB look like chumps when it comes to like umping and like reversing calls. Like the Mets have like the best overturned success rate when it comes to challenging overturned plays and stuff like that. And I think they made the MLB and their officials and their umpires look like absolute chumps. And like this year, the Mets are getting nothing. The upping has been overall been bad, you know, this year. But the Mets have gotten no calls whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I think, I think the I think the MLB are definitely. Uh, there's also this the, the Cohen thing, but that's just more like a general thing. But um, yeah, uh, I think there's they definitely have something out with the Mets and and definitely Scherzer. People like and, and like you hear like ESPN and they're like, oh, it's uh, crazy with this. Uh, like I'm not. They went like the half glass, the glass half empty, half full. Like they they're like 
I, I, it's kind of crazy that you know that they suspended him, but you know he should have been suspended for like eighty games. You know, and they have like David Cohn doing a science project on their telecast. Like, what is this? The weirdest thing. From, so dumb. From all I, of this, I'm gonna have and to. And apparently, there was, there was an ump right next to him washing his hands. Like, what is going on? What a mess. I mean, they probably in reality was just a mixture of rosin and sweat. Right. Yeah, especially if there's our ump there, then like, then like, what's what's going on here? I I feel like you got there's got to be so like for the lad to use rosin and sweats come from the body. I guess. That's technically a foreign substance, but it's got something. They they got to make more defined rules about all. That's this, the thing. Like I think that's the big. Like, it's like the back with a catch from the Des Bryant era. It's like what what is illegal? Exactly. Like this is their what is a catch? What is, like what is illegal or not? Is either rosin's okay or it isn't. Mm. It's simple as that. Classic MLB just not defining their rules. Because in reality, every pitcher, especially if you go back a couple years ago, was using something. Right. Every single pitcher, right. because. It's just what has to be done to throw those baseballs consistently and over and over. And I don't know. They just got to figure out, man. But funny enough, you'd get a kick out of this. Okay. Uh, under the TikTok where Scherzer was talking to the press, mm-hmm. there was way too many comments. And they were like, what's wrong with his eyes? <laughs> and it was like, crazy eyes. Whoa, this dude's got different color eyes, bro. Like, no. Is he wearing, like, eye, like eye color contacts? <laughs> Yeah, he, he was doing for the style, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a, a thirty-nine-year-old is definitely looking for the style. All right, Evan. All right, let's let's go back to the NFL a little bit. All right, the draft's coming up. Yes. Um, this feels like another one of those year of the quarterbacks. Right. There's like four to possibly five guys going the first round. I think Hooker is one of the dark horses. That if a team, listen to me, listen to me. <laughs> Here, no, hear me out. Okay. Not saying he should, but if a team doesn't get their quarterback in the first round, they can get desperate and pick him in the end of the first. Is he in your is he in your first round mock? Is he in your first round mock? No, there's some of them I didn't I didn't scheme the whole thing out. Okay. Just, just just rock with me here. But Evan, how much value do you put in the uh, S2 cognition test results? I think you saw a little bit about that on Twitter. It's like kind of like the new Wonderlick. It's their IQ oh. test measuring results. Um, Bryce Young scored like an all-time ridiculous 98%. And this is where some of the concern comes in. And I've heard around the league with my you know inside sources that there's a little concern about C.J. Stroud scored 18%. This is, you know, decision-making, <sighs> IQ, ability to make, you know, quick, fast decisions correctly. Uh, I guess it's the you can't just write it off. I don't think you can completely write it off. I don't know. It's it's kind of tough. I, I think it's definitely. I think it's important for position wise, definitely for sure. But maybe yeah, certain positions. Maybe at quarterback, it's more valuable than you know someone who plays receiver or running back. Maybe or like a line. I don't know. Ah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Can I give you a little <laughs> breakdown on what the S2 test is? Sure. Give you a little bit of insight to better understand these results. Yeah. S2 cognition attempts to quantify split-second reaction times to visual stimuli on a computer screen. The cognitive skills measured by the S2 evaluation are the same cognitive skills engaged on the field, court, or ice. This is a multi-sport test. Hmm. Our evaluation is devoid of racial bias, does not measure IQ, intelligence, or classroom-type knowledge. I think that was some of the problems that the Wonderlic people had. 
Okay, okay. And it cannot be studied for. It requires simple reactions to visuals moving on a visual stimuli, quick moving visual stimuli on the screen. This is my opinion. This is my opinion. I'm not sure. Let's wait until this like class is on the field. Because this is the first year, right? This is the first year you're using this? I am actually not 100% sure. I think this is the first year that it's kind of like on the forefront. Okay. So let's wait. Let's wait until I have an opinion. I, I, I'm not 100% sure. Because it sounds like this is going to be, this could be more useful than the Wonderlic. Yeah, because the Wonderlic was kind of like IQ. It was, just a, it was just a test. Yeah. It was like, it was, it was like Whereas a Whereas this is, they're showing you things on a screen like he's not 18% scary. I mean, yeah, that's not great. I'll, I'll give you, the, I'll give you the, uh, the field of scores. Okay. Bryce Young scored 98%, almost perfect. Mm hmm. Jake Hayner, I don't even know who that is, 96%. He's is that USC? Fresno State. Fresno State. Fresno State, okay. Fresno State. Will Lovis, 93%. Mm -hmm. Jaron Hall, is that um, USA? Uh, not USA, um, North Carolina? Uh, I think. No, uh, he's. I think, believe he's uh, BYU. Okay, and then Claren Toon, 84%. He's all quarterbacks, or is this just a... Quarterbacks. Okay. Anthony Richardson, 79%. Hendon Hooker, 46%. And then CJ Stroud, all the way down to 18%. Maybe a little bit worried, but you hope that isn't the case. Uh, spoiler on my mock draft, it doesn't affect it. Do you want me to give you a little quote from an NFL executive? Sure. This is, if you get a high score as a quarterback, it's not saying you're going to be a great player. But if you get a low score, it's 100%. None of the quarterbacks that got a low score become good players. Yeah. By the way, we find out. So I guess that makes sense. It's like I, I definitely so you're saying if you score high, right, you're not guaranteed guaranteed to be good. Like yeah. you're just able to make quick decisions. Who yeah. knows if that's the right decision right. or right. the yeah. best decision? Yeah. But you're able to do it quickly. Ryan so it's an indicator. Well, that was Wonderlic his score. Well, let's just say okay, he, he made those quick decisions. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, whereas he's saying if you score really low, it's like you're just not doing anything at all. Okay. Which in that you know right. in the NFL you're sacked right. or you're throwing it over right. to you know. I'm gonna hold off. On like a true stance, until like this crop of players. I'd play. like to see current players tested at the Wonderlic so we can gauge. I like that. Yeah, they should do that. Um, they would never participate. Oh, in absolutely it. not. Absolutely not. But it would be cool to see. Yeah. And I think that from what I'm seeing in what I'm hearing about yeah. it, it seems to have more correlation than the Wonderlic. Yeah. It's not causation by any stretch of means, but I feel like the Wonderlic was kind of just like thrown in the trash. Like there's no reason to even acknowledge right. it, pretty much. That's true. That's true. I will say I didn't know about his low score until just now. This was a couple days ago. I, I had no clue. Actually, I had no clue he scored that low. Um, I still don't think that will affect his draft stock, in my opinion. I still think he'll get drafted where I do think he will get drafted, which we'll mm. go over in a little bit. So, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see uh, after this year or how it progresses for sure. Also, there was one thing I had to look into. ESPN kind of launched a career projection simulator oh yeah with i saw this uh, i think you probably saw it on twitter you saw it on tiktok it, it was they're basically able to project players careers mm -hmm. and i think some of the data was you know like there's like a pretty much guaranteed chance that they're saying bryce young is at least a starting caliber quarterback but there's you know i think it was like 40 percent or so that he's like a pro bowl caliber quarterback okay. i mean i haven't um, seen this who's the edge out of alabama uh, what should we call it? Uh, Jalen Carter. I think they gave him a very low chance of being a pro bowler, but a very extremely high chance of being a career starter. And there's a couple other ones. I got to look into it more 
you know, more interesting. But imagine how, if it's at least somewhat accurate, how much it could affect drafting. Yeah. Where no, we can yeah. legit, like, somewhat accurately quantify players' careers. That'd be interesting. Like I said, this is the, this is the big uh, litmus test. This is the test right here. I think we're kind of getting the point, like, where data is actually, like, you know, like, the advanced data nerds are actually taking a little bit of a step forward and lead. Like, back in the day, it was kind of like voodoo witchcraft. Yeah. Like, especially in the MLB, it was kind of like that. It's like, advanced analytics yeah. really turns blah, 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 yeah. blah. And then now all of a sudden, Tampa Bay, who's like the advanced yeah. analytics gods, are legit. And like we're seeing the NFL, we're able, you know, there's guys that are getting picked because of advanced analytics, and it's working. Well, let's let's wait until a couple years down the road. There's like ridiculous analytics where people are just like, okay, what is this analytics? Yeah. Just, it feels like it's kind of happened know, in bro. a sense. It sounds like you watch Moneyball a couple too many times. I mean, great yeah. movie, great movie, it's classic. That movie, not factually all correct, but no. still a great movie. It, it's like an all-time. It's just like it gets you in the mood. Like it, it makes does. you want to work in sports. We have to have a movie night one of these days and watch Moneyball. Yeah, yeah. It's always on TV. I'll watch it with Dan. You'll ask 800 questions about baseball. Everything I get riled up. Yeah. But back to the mock draft. Let's let's open up a couple of these top picks. Right. Starting at one, who do you got, Evan? I got the ninety-eight percent himself. I got Bryce Young. Evan, I go back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. One day, I'm telling myself it's got to be. It just seems I was going back and forth too, but like, I think I've especially because I went to one like they they really liked Stroud at the, at the pro day, and I don't know. Maybe this cognition this cognition is getting in my head a little bit. This S two test. Yeah. I think this is a one-two case. I'm going to say right now for Stroud at one, mm-hmm. just for, you know, okay. what a, my original gut feeling tells me. But then at that point, leads the next one. I think Bryce Young has to go two if he goes one. Yeah. And I have Stroud, too. Mm-hmm. I think one of the best positions in these situations is to be number two because like, you really get no fault. Yeah. But yeah. also, at the same time, they traded. I don't know. Who is this at two? Oh, this is Houston. My yeah, fault. Houston. I don't know why I said that. Chicago traded. Yeah. But it's kind of like a stress-free position because they – like. Their job is very easy in in uh, Houston. Right. They just sit there, and whoever doesn't get picked, they take it too. Unless there's like a draft day. Like, I could see this being one of the draft days. They're like, oh, my God, Will Levis at two? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess so. Sure. I, if anyone can fall, I could see Stroud tumbling a little bit. You never know. I could see him tumbling a little bit, but I don't know. I think two. I still think two. Yeah. Two. Two. Who goes at three? I got uh, Arizona. They, I've been clamoring about their defense being absolute dog shit for the past couple seasons. Uh, probably get get the best defender in the draft, Will Anderson. Mm. I had that originally, right? Mm-hmm. I've heard a little bit of buzz. Maybe Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech goes there over him. I've heard mm. a little a little bit of questioning around Will Anderson. Actually, mm. Will Anderson was one in the ESPN mocks that they had as a career starter, really? I think. Or actually, it might have been Jalen Carter. Either way, I think this is another situation where – I don't know, but I feel like they look at athletic upside, Tyree Wilson, right? You never, you just never know where these guys go, but I'm going to stick with my original gut. I'm also agree with you, Will Anderson Jr. goes here at three. Okay. All right. Hey, Evan, what do you got at four? This is where it gets saucy. This is where it does get saucy. Ah. Uh, I feels like Jim Irsay wants to get involved and wants his Andrew Luck 
It's got to be Levis, man. So it's got to be Levis. It's got to be Levis, it's man. got to be Levis. This video came out today. Threw 50 yeah. yards on yeah. his knees. Yeah. I, it was either between him or Richardson. Because I could see Richardson. could see a little bit of Richardson because Steichen, offensive coordinator for the Eagles, with Hurts, yeah. dual threat. I can see that. But, I mean, they're both if athletic owner, gunslingers yeah. but if ownership, huge projects. Yeah. But I think ownership might want, you know, that the big, you know, big arm ethos. He could throw so, the absolute shit out he, of the he ball. Can, he can throw the ball. So, I know I've been critical with Levis. I haven't been the biggest Levis guy, but I do think he'll go here for. All right. Now, here is Seattle, right, at five? Seattle, yep. They got to go Anderson here. Uh, not Anderson, my fault. Um, They got to go Richardson here, right? No. No. Why not? They, it, it just makes the right no. sense. No, it doesn't. It develops under Geno for a year or two. How, how long did they sign Geno for? I think he got two or three year extension. Why not ride it? Let's ride it and you can okay. wait. Use, wanna, use, use your draft capital on something be very else. serious with you, Evan. What? There is a legitimate chance, maybe not this year, maybe next, Geno comes out and he's just bad. Maybe. But maybe not. Let's. Let, I. This is the party I'm trying to lead a little bit. I'm getting a little irritated with the Geno Smith hype because there's a certain point where we have to remember he's Geno Smith, right? He right. was great this year. He's a great leader, great guy. But there's a chance, and it's not a minute chance. There is a legitimate chance he comes out next year, and he's at very best okay and could just be bad. Sure. Sure. But no. Could you miss out on a guy like Richardson who could really learn a thing or two from Gino? I mean, sure, but maybe next year, if all things turn to shit, maybe get the first overall pick and get like Caleb Williams. Maybe even better. I don't think banking on the number one is there's a lot of bad scenes. They're not that bad. I mean, sure, but I no, I don't. I think let's like you commit this money to Gino, let him play, let him play. Let him do his thing, yeah, and then it's in the year one. He's gonna play the whole time. I mean, yeah, but no, no. Then year two, he might mix him in there. We'll see. See how he played. You have you have the fifth overall pick. Use it on someone, something else. What if they trade out? Well, if they drop a couple of picks back, then pick Richardson. Well, I mean, I guess all the. It all depends, like what what they're sensing around. Like, I don't. No, I got Jalen Carter. All right, then the Rams. Where do they go? I think the I Lions. had Jalen Carter going here. Lions. Oh, it's from the, from the Rams was the pick. Yeah, the Lions I have going Jalen Carter. My yeah. fault. I got uh, Devin Witherspoon, cornerback from uh, Illinois. Mm, that's crazy because I had him going to Vegas as seven. <laughs> Okay. Vegas, I had uh, Peter Skaronsky from Northwestern. They, I don't know what their O-line is. It's pretty bad. It took a step back. If they want to be serious and protect Jimmy G, I mean, he's susceptible to injuries. Why not mm. add some uh, some bodies there? Okay, next pick is Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Where do they go? I got Nolan Smith uh, from Georgia staying home. Why not? Uh that defense is, I mean, they are they're a, they're a team that's mm. just eh. like there. I think their defense. I same logic. I went Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. Okay, you know I could get down with that uh, for sure. They already brought in um, 
what's the name from Detroit, right? Quarterback. Um, with oh, uh, oh, uh, Jeff Okuda. Okuda, thank you. Yeah, and they also signed Jesse Bates too. So they're trying to bolster the defense. Why not bring in a guy who might just be the best cornerback in the draft? Okay, I think it just makes sense in my head. Fair, fair. I could also see him going past rush here. Like, if Carter or Anderson fell, which if one of them fell, it would probably be Carter. You yeah. pick him there. I mean, sure. Sure. All right. Now you have Chicago Chicago on the board. Mm-hmm. What does Chicago do, Evan? I think there's only one answer. I think there's got to be one answer, too, and I hope it's the same answer. Offensive line. Yes. Well, who do you have? Can we, can we do a countdown? Three, two, one. Robert Paris Johnson. Jones. Who? Jones out of uh, Georgia. Oh, okay. I got the guy of Ohio State. Whatever. It doesn't matter. They need an old line. They need to protect Justin Fields. I'm just saying that because he's, he's a big boy. He's a 315-pound big boy out of Georgia. Those Georgia boys, in the, they do pretty good, man. Yeah, they do, they do pretty good, too. Yeah, they, they mm. do pretty good. It, it, they, regardless who it is, unless they, don't, unless they go completely off the board for all line, but I think any of that combination of Skaronsky, Johnson, and, or Jones are fine. And now at 10, Evan, this is the pick. That I really am going to be upset about because I know we know who's going to get picked here. Do Philly's we? on the board, right? Do we? Yeah. I, 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 I think it's a unanimous pick, bro. Do we? Philly's at ten, right? Okay. They have everything they could ever hope and dream. The roster almost looks perfect, is right? It, is it what, what I think it is? What could, bro? What do they need? Bijan fucking Robinson. And I'm gonna I'm gonna freak out because he's gonna be a Pro Bowl caliber running back. He's gonna be legit. He's phenomenal. He's extremely talented, and he's gonna he's gonna ruin my day. He's better than Miles Sanders. I mean, sure, yeah. They got better at the position for cheaper for some reason, yeah. and they're gonna. There's no way they don't. Pay. The only way I give teams a pass for picking running backs that early is they're a generational, and b if they're already good everywhere else, and they check both those boxes. It just makes perfect sense. I have Bijan going the first round, but it's not to the Eagles. I hope so. I really hope you're right. All right. All right. I'll let you know in a little bit. Uh, but ten, I got Christian Gonzalez here. Mm. Double down on the corner. And they, they That's lost, not a bad They, they lost Gonny jo- Gar- uh, CJ Garner, Garner Johnson. Johnson. But Bradbury's taking a step back. Bradbury's taking a step back. You did resign Darius Slate, but he's getting a little older. Why not? Mentors <laughs> Bring someone up. Why not? Why not? Mm. All right, from here, I think I just you want to talk about some of the highlight marquee sure. players. Sure. Actually, by the way, 11, I actually have uh, Jones from Georgia, by the way. So, okay. Yeah, Where cool. do you have Bijan going, Evan? So um, so you said the Eagles. So, like, obviously, that you'd be frustrated because, you know, NFC East, got, you know, he's going to torment you. You know, I've all this excitement and stuff like that. Bro, if you say Dallas, I'm going to freak Dallas out. Cowboys. <laughs> da- it just that it, might be come worse. Come on. It just... It makes sense. And Pollard's hurt. Pollard's hurt. Texas. Jerry Jones, he definitely wants that splash. He's already picked Come a high on. running back before in the pack. Come on. It just, it screams. We're we're Dallas. both in situations where our teams are pretty good, but the division is just so good that it's upsetting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, well. I think, where do you have JSN going here? I think Houston might pick him at 12. Well, he might, because I think they will. I think they'll go twelve. I think they'll pick them. Why mean, not you pick your quarterback at two and there you, you arguably perfect. get yeah. the next Keenan Allen at twelve? Why not? Why not? That's that was my thought. Make him comfortable. Get his receiver at, at uh, Ohio State. Why not? 
Make it happen. And then I also think the very next pick, Zay Flowers has to go to Green Bay. There's no way I'm bringing around it. No, I got Kincaid. I got Kincaid. Really? Yeah. I think in that ESPN simulator, they had him as the highest probability of being a Pro Bowl receiver, I think. Zay Zay Flowers? Yes. No, no, I think it was somebody else, actually. I got to look back. What? Quinn Johnson? I got We'll look at it at a latter date. All right. All right. Latter date. All right. All right. Sure. Sure. All right. What do you think New England does? I think, like I said, I think we talked about it. The Kincaid pick might screw up their board a little bit. So I got Darnell Wright, tackle from Tennessee. Mm. Not sure about that old line. It's not that great. So why not? If they're actually serious about Mac Jones, give him some protection because obviously Jones, when the pressure is in his face, he's going to fall. He's going to collapse. So if they're actually serious about him or whatever, you know, New England have been known for developing all lines. They haven't been doing that recently, but I mean, it was either that or maybe like defensive line, defensive like interior line or something. Mm. But uh, I'm going, uh, I'm going right. Where's Baltimore go? I think we both have a receiver going there. Yes, I do, I do as well. And I think I have probably the most slept on receiver. I think in the draft, I have Quentin Johnston going there. I have him as well there. That's it. I think he has a chance to be the best receiver in the class. And no jokes aside, the guy's six three, two oh eight, and is just fluid and dynamic. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, they have to go receiver. They have to. Right. OBJ is not enough. OBJ is not enough. They need they have him. OBJ. Did we even talk I, about OBJ when he got signed? Eh, who cares? It, it's been, it's been so long. We it, we've been out of the technical game for difficulties. Bit. Yeah, my our apologies. But uh, yeah, I have Quinn Johnson as well. I think uh, Johnston. So yeah. There you go. Hmm. Um, what do the Giants do, you think? Giants do. The Giants, I go back and forth. I would have loved Quincy Johnson if he slips yeah, yeah. through. You go first. You go first. Who do you have? I think if they're in the situation where they keep the pick, they go Jordan Addison out of USC. I have, I have Jordan Addison, too, there. But there's a legitimate chance they trade out. They've done it in the past, and... It yeah. kind of makes sense here, right? There's no one you're, like, in love. I think it happens a lot in this point in the draft where a lot of the process, you wait to see if some of those guys slip through. Right. But if no one you love is sitting there, get some picks. And this is actually a mock I saw online. Hmm. There's a couple people that think if they trade out here, like I said, right? Okay. To who, what did I say before about trading? What did you say about, what did you say before? The Rams trade in and pick Hooker here. Stop. Why not? Stop. He's not going in the first round. Why not? Stop. He's not. He's not. What else do the Rams have to do? What What else can they do? They, if they want to pick Hendon Hooker, that's fine. Not in the first. Not trading up in the first round. I don't no know. Way. What if they really like him? They can get him in the second round. In the first round, no. How no, do you know no. that? You don't know what's going on in these draft rooms. Do you know? Hey, your boy has been high on Hendon Hooker for like four months now. Yeah. And you been- you got to admit, I led the Hendon Hooker hype. I was mentioning it like midway through the NFL season. Like, hey, man, Hendon Hooker to Miami, man. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I mean, come on, just agree. You know I Thank have. God that's not happening for Miami. Thank goodness that's not happening. All right. Might uh, pick him in the second. Who, the Rams or the Dolphins? Dolphins. How yeah, pissed would you be if you just see on the board, the second round pick, Miami Dolphins pick, 
Hendon Hooker. I'd be pissed. Text me. I'd be pissed. You block my, so you block pissed. my number. Hen- if that's the case, Hendon, I hope you're an all star. I, I I hope you're just you're just him. You guys can have like two injury prone quarterbacks. Yeah, and one of them is, and the rookie quarterback that you drafted is He's actually older. older. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, thank you. He's got more wisdom that comes with the age. Yeah, because because of the high score in the the, the wonder the new wonderlick. It wasn't. It, oh, was it was bad. It, was it wasn't an eighteen. Though. Sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry. But um, yeah. What does Buffalo do? I, mean, Buffalo. I think they're in a weird place where I think yeah. all the skill guys will be off the board. Maybe they go defense. I got them going defense. I, their secondary is getting a little older. Tra- uh, they go Trey tight w- end. I don't think so. I think uh, I think I got them cornerback. I got Emmanuel Forbes from Mississippi State. I think they. Nol- they Nolan Smith out of Georgia might be there. Who? Nolan Smith out of Georgia, the edge. Sure, but. Jordan Poyer, they resigned Jordan Poyer, but he's still, you know, he's he's older. You know, they got Micah Hyde, but he's older. Trey White, he's 28. He's you know hasn't been staying healthy recently. I think they need to find some more corner depth. All right. Is there any other uh, crazy things you have going? I think this could be a hectic draft. I do, I do. Uh, one, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. They family tradition, integrity, you, all that stuff. Say? I mean. This man, his father, his his father played for the Steelers. Joey Porter Jr. Wow! It just it, it it feels like it just makes sense. Do they need him? Not really. They probably they need some other holes, but Joey Porter Jr. Right. for the more the tradition. And my last my last take, and we'll wrap it up here. We'll wrap it up. No mention of uh, Anthony Richardson. He falls out of the first round. I think if anyone falls out of the one, it's Levis. I think it could be either or, but in my opinion, I think it's Richardson. I think he'll suffer from the Malik Willis thing. But I think Richardson is so much more physically gifted than Willis. Like, Willis, don't get me wrong, had the athletic upside. But, like, if you took what he had athletically and also gave him, you know, a 6'4", 250-pound frame with twice the vertical and a cannon of an arm, Sure, but Tennessee are not good at developing quarterbacks, so like who knows? Yeah, and I think they're they like Tennessee's like yeah, off it, Malik Willis. Like they're already Oh, they're gonna get rid of him. They, he's done. He's done out there. Um Hey, your boy is a big fan of him. Good Christian boy. Who? Oh uh Nick Am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely yeah, my boy. My boy. Yeah, definitely. God, that guy is insufferable. <laughs> he is he is something, man. He is something. But um yeah. He had, all, he had all the hype the past couple months, like around like the pro day scouting combine, and then since then it's been quiet for the Anthony Richardson sort of mm. thing, you know. But so yeah, I I think he's going to fall to the second uh, to the first wow. second so round. Hooker's going in the first round. Richardson's out. No, how about both? No, <laughs> how about both? No. So yeah, right. I, I think that yeah, I think that's it for. Really the surprises right. or anything. Give us a nice outro then. I, mean, uh, I think this has been oh, good productive. Oh, whoa, whoa, Darno, whoa, 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 Darno, whoa, whoa. Washington, Darno Washington to the Bengals. All right. But that's it. There's a little <laughs> final spiel here. Yeah. Um, as the Devils play the Rangers okay. right now. All right. All right. Uh, we actually saw the uh, – we were in Hoboken. We had a good time. Oh, yeah. Devils won an OT. Yep. We'd like, to, we'd like to support our Jersey teams. We're, you know, Rutgers, yeah. Jersey, New York sports. We're New York sports guys, you know. Sure, yeah. Go Devils. Devils in yeah. seven. Oh. Uh, 
hopefully the Giants don't crumble this draft. Right. Go Giants. Go Devils. Go Yankees. Go Mets. All right. I guess a lot of side. Thank yeah. you for tuning in, and uh, thank you for dealing with our technical difficulties thus far. Yeah. Anything else, Evan? Uh, I would love to end it on this on a, like another tangent, but you know how, how we're, we're pretty far in this episode, right? I'll save it for next episode. Well, I'll, I'll save you know well, right. well for another topic for uh, for next episode. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you.